Give him the glory. Come on, give him the glory. In just a moment, we're going to be ordaining three new elders in our church. But before I do, I want, I want to read this scripture to everyone that's been listening to me right now. So I want you to, I want you to listen up. I want you to listen up to what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you the word of the Lord right now. So I want you to pay attention. Because this is so, this, this right, what I'm about to read to you is one of the most important verses of scripture found in the word of God. So just listen to me, please. Just listen to me. Just pause what you're doing and listen. Just pause for a moment. Because I want you to hear that. I want every person to hear this. Because one of the biggest struggles that we deal with in this world that we're living in is we do things backwards. You see, the Bible says that in the early church, they called the disciples those who turned the world upside down. The phrase actually meant that they turned the world right side up. Because see, without Christ, the world is upside down. Everything we're seeing right now is opposite of what God wants. Everything we're watching in the world, everything that's happening is opposite of what God has called for us. Everything. So what happens is, in the world we're living in, we're living in a world that's upside down. All right? But when Jesus Christ comes, he turns our world right side up. He puts us on the right side. In other words, now we can stand on sure footing. Amen? A lot of what we do, a lot of what we do in, the, in Christendom, a lot of what we do in, in, in the church is we spend a lot of times trying to deal with things backwards. So we have this idea that if I go to church more, if I pray more, if I read my Bible more, if I do more things for God, God will love me more and I will be freer and I'll be better. Now, listen to me. Reading your Bible is vital. Going to the house of God is important and vital. you got to be in the house of God. Amen. Amen. That's the reason why the devil closed the doors of the church. Because he doesn't want us abiding together. He doesn't want us to assemble together. He doesn't want that. And yet the Bible says you're not to forsake the assembling together. That's the word of God. See, everything the devil wants to do is upside down. So what we tend to do is we tend to work on everything on the outside. See, if I can wear a three-piece suit like Pastor wears, then I, I, I know the Lord will he'll, he'll honor me. Right? It's always on the outside. We're spending so much time on the outside. If I can just get things right out here, then everything will get right in here. Mm -mm. Listen to me carefully. I want, I want you to hear this word. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself. Let me just stop here. I've got to say this. You cannot know peace until you know him. You don't know peace until you, amen. You don't know peace until you know him. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. What does the word completely? Let me tell you the Greek word of completely. The Greek word for completely means completely. It means everything. Sanctify me complete. I am completely sanctified. May the God of peace himself sanctify me completely. Now watch this. Because you know what we think sanctification is? We think sanctification is that I go to church more. We think sanctification is, is that I pray more. We think that sanctification is I do more. 
me ask you something. When God created you, did he create you a human doer or a human being? A human being, right? A human being. I need to be before I can do. Do you understand this? So here's what he says. The God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your, watch this, and here it is, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be prepared, preserved, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice what he says. May your spirit, your soul, your body. He did not say, may your body, your soul, and your spirit. He said, may your spirit, the inner man, the, the, the who you really are, the spirit, the one that arrested you today is the spirit of God. What did he do? He arrested the spirit of my life, my spirit man, the inward man. No, no, no what, not, not my emotions, not my will, not my mind, but my spirit man. When, when the Lord, when, the, when the, 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 the Bible said that, that when you come to Jesus Christ, old things pass away, behold, all things become new. What he's talking about is your spirit man is new, brand new. Your spirit man got awoken this morning. For some of your, your spirit man's been dead for a long time. It's just been laying dormant. You have not fed your spirit man. When you don't feed your spirit man, your spirit man dies. When you, when you don't give attention to your spirit man, your spirit man will, will wither away. When you, when you focus on everything, on the externals and all the stuff out here in the world, everything out there will keep your spirit man depleted. What you have to do is you have to feed your spirit man. May your spirit man and then your soul, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. See, from the spirit man, my mind, will, and my emotions come into play. Now, now when I, my spirit man draws me to the word, my spirit man draws me to the word of God. And when I read the word, Paul said, the word transforms my mind. So my mind becomes new. My emotions become new. Things become new in me because my mind has now been transformed because of my spirit within me. See, the reason why many of you are walking around always dealing with the devil is because he keeps telling you that you're not who you say you are. And so your mind, he convinces, where, where's the biggest battle you fight? Between your ears. Right in here. Some of you this morning, you didn't come to church expecting anything like this to happen. In fact, you were just saying, well, I'm just going to go because we got something going on, or I'm going to go because so-and-so asked me, or I'm going to go because I, I want my, I want my uh, maybe I, I need a prayer, I, whatever it may be. You came for all kinds of other reasons. And what was going on was is that your spirit man was saying, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I need, I need to be awakened. I, I need to be fed. I've got to have my spirit man fed. My spirit man has to be fed. I've got to be in the Word. I've got to get there. I've got to go to that place. My spirit man's coming alive. And when the Lord awakens my spirit, my mind becomes open to what He desires of me. And so therefore, I begin to hear the Word. If I hear the Word, 
I have to do something with it. I can't just be according to, I can't be just a hearer of the word alone. That's what, that's what the word says. Don't be a hearer only, but instead be ye a doer of the word. Now, I can't do the word if my spirit man won't let me. In other words, if I let my spirit man die, I'm not going to do the word of God no matter how many times I try. My, my exterior stuff that I'm doing, all the things I'm doing, they're not bad things, they're good things. I'm doing good things. I want to do good things. I don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not going out doing bad things. And yet, what happens is, I'm only doing what my carnal man, which is alive, is telling me to do. See, there's a spirit man and a carnal man. The Bible says that they that are after the flesh, mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, mind the things of the spirit. To be carnally minded. Oh. See, because carnality is flesh. Do you hear what I'm saying? And what Paul was telling us is this. You've got, to, you've got to let the carnal man die so the spirit man can rise up. So the spirit man comes alive. And when the spirit man, that's what happened when Jesus Christ came into your life. Jesus Christ came, what did he do? He saved you from the inside out. He did not save you from the outside in. He didn't save you. When, when you got saved, listen, when you got saved, some of you, you still cursed every now and then, didn't you? Oh, let's be honest. Come on, you didn't always do it right. You still had bad attitudes. Some of you still didn't do things right. You still thought bad. You still acted on bad things. You felt like you couldn't control anything. And, and, you, and if you hear people say, well, you just got to do this. You just got to do this. You just got to do this. You, and you're trying, Man, I've done all that. And I'm still wrestling. Here's the problem. You're focusing too much on the externals and not on the internal part that God's trying to tell you and trying to awaken. He's trying, the devil, so what the devil does is this. He externally discourages you in your mind. Some of you came to church this morning walking in here defeated. Amen. You walked in here this morning thinking it's just going to be another church service. It's just going to be another time. We're just going to come together. We're going to sing some songs. We're going to do this. We're going to hear somebody tell us about prayer. Preacher's going to get up, preach a message, and then we're all going to go home. And you came in hurting on the inside. You came in hurting broken on the inside. And the only thing that can change what's on the inside is the Holy Spirit. That's why he sent the Spirit, because he goes where I can't go. I can do things emotionally, Right? I can say things from an emotional point of view. My emotions are involved in it, but it is not my emotions that changes you. But it's the word of the Lord that goes into your heart. And this is why he said a heart divided cannot stand. This is why he talks about your heart has to change. What is he talking? He's talking about when the spirit of, of God makes you alive, then your mind and your will and your emotion, the mind and the heart are the same thing. The mind and the heart come alive now. And it's in the Word. Now, I'm, now I want the Word. What does the Word do? The Word feeds me. Remember what I said, are you a human being or a human doer? I'm a human being. But it doesn't stop there. Because James said, don't just be a hearer of the Word. See, I can hear the Word today. I can hear everything's been said. I can hear everything's been done. But now I have to do something. My mind, because my spirit man's awake and my mind's alert, my emotions are involved. Now it's up to my will. 
Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. What was Jesus saying? He, was saying, I, he said, look, Lord, if there be any other way than for me to go to the cross, I'll do it. That, because he was human. You understand that? He was a human being. People say, well, yeah, but he was the son of God. No, he was, he was the God-man. And he was touched with every feeling and every infirmity that you and I are touched with. That's what the Bible says. He didn't separate himself from our infirmities. He didn't separate himself from our, from our, our, our wounds or anything like that. No, he experienced them just like you and I experienced them. That's what Isaiah said. And because he knows that, he was in the garden saying, Father, not my will, but thine be done. Because his emotions, he didn't want to die. He didn't want to physically die. He didn't want to go through all that. And he said, Lord, if there's any other way. But then he said, however, not my will. Not my will. Not my will. Not my mind. Not my emotions. Not my, no, I don't want that in the way of what your will wants for my life. Thy will be done. And what was his will? The will was that he went to the cross. He yielded that. See, you have to yield to the will of God. Does that make sense? That means I become a doer of the word. I do the things that are necessary. I do the things that I need to do in order for me to get my mind, keeping my mind in check. My spirit man is going to be fed. I'm going to stay in the word. I'm going to be in the, I'm doing those things because I know that my spirit man will come on. It's not the other way around. Now understand this. I have no doubt in my mind that if a person opens up the Bible and they begin to read the Bible, if you read it long enough, it'll get in you. Amen. And it will quicken you because the spirit man begins to cry out, hungering for that. They that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Amen. That's why there are people that go out, they call themselves atheists, and the next thing you know, they're out there trying to discover whether or not Jesus Christ really rose from the dead or not. And they're trying to, I'm going to find out when they do, like Lee Strobel, when he wrote a case for Christ. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to determine that this whole thing's a hoax. And the more he investigated, the more he looked at it, the more he read about it, the more he studied it, the more he realized that Jesus Christ is real. And I'm here to tell you this morning, Jesus Christ is real. I'm here today to tell you he's alive. And he's alive in you and he's alive in me and it's time for us to wake up. Amen. Wake up, sleeper. Wake up. We got to wake that spirit man up. And say, as for me, today I'm going to live for the Lord. I've made my, my mind. I've chosen and I'm going to do the things that I have to do in order for that to happen. So what does he say? May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. See, that's complete. Soul starts with your spirit, man. Goes to your mind, which is your soul, your mind, will, emotions, and your body. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I don't touch unclean things. I don't look at unclean things. I don't act on unclean things. Because my body belongs to the Lord. My life belongs to the Lord. Do you have temptations? Of course you do. Do you have to, do you have to deal with... Of course you do. Why? Because you are in this world. But in the world and being of the world are two different things. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I'm not participating in the world. I'm going to stand on the holy ground of God. I'm going to do what his word has told me to do, and I'm going to live just like that. The Bible says that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Does that make sense? 
So he's going to sanctify me completely, my spirit, my soul, and my body, and he will preserve me. Watch this. This is the most marvelous part, is that between now and heaven, he will preserve me. He will keep me. He'll put a hedge about me. No weapon formed against me will prosper. No evil word will come nigh my dwelling place. Why? Because he has put a hedge about me. He has sanctified me completely. And I will stand before him blameless. Not because of what I have done. But because of what Christ has done in me. So when we talk about freedom. We talk about freedom. Now listen, and this is it. When we talk about freedom. You're already free. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are already, whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. Amen. Free indeed. I am free. So what you ought to say is, I'm free. I am free in Jesus. And how did I become free? Because if I know the truth, the truth, makes me free not just having truth but knowing the truth when I know the truth you know the truth and because you know the truth you are free today amen so when you came up here this morning I'm telling all of you that came up this morning asking the Lord for deliverance he already done the work the work is completed amen the work is complete Mind, will, and emotions now have to come under subjection to those things, and I got to do that. That is the reason why we have programs like Celebrate Recovery in our church. That's the reason why we have family life skills in our church. That's the reason why we have marriage encounters in our church. That's the reason why we have discipleship training in our church. Why do we do those things? Because we understand that you have to take what has happened to you on the inside, and you got to begin to live it out on the outside. Say. You don't live it out on the outside until it's changed on the inside. But once it's changed on the inside, then you, then you say, you know what, I'm going to do it. So what you're going to do tomorrow, 6.30 in the evening, you're going you're gonna to go th wake up tomorrow morning. Here's what's going to happen to many of you. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning, and you're going to remember what happened today. And you're going to, the devil's going to come along and say, oh, you don't need that. You're good. You're good. You're good. You don't need that. You're good. You're good. Man, you went to the altar. Man, you prayed. That's good enough. It's good enough. See? And they'll try to convince you that you don't need these things. But what you do, the Bible says that we need the fellowship of the saints. We need the connection of one another. We need to be long-suffering with one another. We need to be gentle toward one another. We need to pick one another up when we stumble and fall. Come on now. Amen. We ought never to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think because lest we ourselves be caught up in the same thing that someone else was caught up in. Amen. So we're here. Listen, we're all in this together. Amen. So CR at 6.30 Monday night, when it shows up and all of a sudden it's there, it's like, man, it's 6 o'clock. Man, I'm, I, no, it'll get, it'll get worse. You'll, you'll fight it harder. The devil will tell you you don't need to do it. I'm telling you, I know what he's doing. All right? He does this all the time. I hear this from people all the time. Something will, you'll get a phone call from somebody. They'll, they'll call you up. They'll have a crisis. You think I'm kidding? That's exactly what happens. He'll do anything he can to put any kind of obstacle in your way because he does not want you to walk in the freedom you have. See, the freedom I have is the freedom I have inside, but I'm going to walk this thing out. And you know what happens? 
the more I tell the devil no, the stronger I get on the inside. And the stronger I get on the inside, the stronger my heart begins to pump for the, pump for the things of God. And the more I want of God, the less of the devil I want. And the closer I get to him, the more that I know of him, the more I desire of him, the more I want of him, and it keeps going and going and going. And there's a song that says, there's a river. Whose streams make glad the hearts of God. Amen. And that river begins to overflow, and it starts on the inside, and it shows up on the outside. And let me tell you something. If you think this is something, you ain't seen nothing yet. Amen. Because when the people of God get free, and they walk free, and they live free, and they tell everybody else about freedom, and the house gets filled up with people that are free, man, there is a party going on in this house. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I got to quit. All I'm telling you is this. Do not let the devil win this one. This is your day. You are more than conquerors through him that loved you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. You get where God wants you at. You get to those places. You go to those things. Why? Because it's only going to help you. Amen. Amen. Now, I got to try to switch gears in all this. Man, I feel the presence of God in this house. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? I want, I want, I want Brother Frank, Brother James, Brother Louis, Louis, and their wives to come in, up on the platform with me, brother. If you'll just come up here just for a moment, just come on up here, Sister Irma, Brother Frank, come right on up here. I'm not putting this off. Because I think this is important. Because I don't think I'll ever see Jimmy in a tie again. Come on now. I, I thought it was good because I, 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 I Jimmy was sweating. He said, I think I'm going to have to do this again next week. Don't he look good? Wow. I love God. Oh, I love these men. I love their wives. This day is an important day. In this closing moment, what we're going to do this, today is we're going to induct three new elders into our church. Amen. Three new leaders and their wives. And I can't think of a better time or a better place or in a better atmosphere than the atmosphere that we are in right now, for we are in the presence of God. The Lord is here. Amen. And I think it's very important for us to understand the importance of, of spiritual leadership. Elders are important. In fact, it is the highest office within the New Testament church that it, that's called in the directive that God, through his word, has given to the church. And he said that if you desire to be an elder, you desire a good thing. But he also warned, he said, but you are held to a higher standard because to whom much give is given, much is required. And so we have come today because these have recognized in their own hearts their desire to serve the kingdom of God. Now you have to understand they've all served. Every one of them have held, held positions in the church on some level. And they have done it well. And today we are aware of that and today we want to honor the commitment that they have made to the body of Christ, to Jubilee Worship Center. As a congregation, I'm gonna ask you something this morning because I think it's very important for us as a congregation. 
you know these couples. You know their lives. You've seen them. You've seen them inside and outside of church. You've watched them. You've watched them grow. You've watched them minister. You've watched how they operate under the gifts. You've seen how the hand of the Lord has been upon them. So I'm going to ask you this morning, as they present themselves to this congregation, would you as a congregation, are you willing to accept the spiritual leadership of these three? Are you willing to accept that you can come under their leadership as they lead this church, as they work with their pastor and lead this church? Will you today say a resounding yes? Or if you have objection, please speak. It's so, and listen to me. This is so important, okay? And I can't stress this enough. It is vital that the church understands their leadership and they're willing to subject themselves and come under the leadership of the church, amen. And so if you would, I'm gonna ask you, if you are in agreement this morning with the congregation, as a congregation that these couples become elders in our church, I'm gonna ask you, if you will, by, a, by standing to your feet as a show of affirmation, I'm going to ask our elders and their wives if they'll come. If you wouldn't mind, just step forward just a little bit for me. There you go. Elders, those of you that can come, if you'd come, just come present yourself behind them. apologize for turning my back to all of you, but I, I got to talk to them for a moment. For those of you that are standing here, you men and, and, and your wives, I'm going to ask you this. Do you today publicly confess that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Are you willing today to accept the responsibility of the office to which you are going to be placed the office of elder do you promise to perform those duties and responsibilities of that office with all diligence and to be effective as the Holy Spirit leads you will you endeavor to lead an exemplary life before all those who are here today in this congregation and those who are not will you agree to live harmoniously within this body and to follow the leadership of the pastor and those whom God has placed here as we move this church in the direction that God desires it to go. Congregation, we as the body of Christ, we must recognize the call of God on the lives of those that are here today. God in His sovereignty makes arrangements for those in whom he has called, and those in whom that he has chosen. And by your standing this morning, you are standing and saying that we are in agreement that these who are before us today are going to fulfill the call and the charge 
of being the elder. They, have all, they all know their duties and responsibilities. They know what their commission is. And therefore, according to the disciplines of the church, according to the word of God, which is the highest standard of all, today we are going to anoint you with oil. We're going to pray for God's unction over your life in the office that you're about to stand in. Because God has called you out. And this day forward, that anointing will be on your life. No other one, no, not everybody can have this anointing. It's not, it's, it's not, that's not how it, that doesn't just get poured out on people. This is a special anointing that God places upon those in whom he leads. For you will carry the mantle of the Holy Spirit in your life on a level you've never been before. And you will, you will, we will stand together. We will pray together. We will fight together. We will war against the darkness together. But all of us together as a unified body, along with this congregation, as we give ourselves to them as servants because there's no higher call. Jesus said, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you've got to be a servant. Amen. And Jesus was servant of all. So this morning, congregation, I'm going to ask you if you will, would you stretch your hands this way? For the elders today, I'm going to ask you if you will, just as we pray for these this morning. The Holy Spirit, divine unction will be upon them. And that if you will, men, if you will just stand behind the men, and ladies, if you'll just stand behind the ladies. We're going to pray. I'm going to ask you to stretch your hand this way with me. Congregation, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Nothing can be done without the anointing. Amen. It's the anointing that makes the difference. And so today we take this anointing oil, the symbolism of the Holy Spirit. You are marked by the mark of the Holy Spirit on your life. This anointing that comes from the Holy Ghost is an anointing that will change and transform everything about your life. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a divine anointing, God, upon my brother. Anoint him, God, for this service, I pray. Lord, I pray for his spouse. I ask you, God, to touch Brother Louie and Sister Jehida. God, may your hand be upon them and lead them and guide them. Protect them. Put a hedge about them. God, give them insight to your word. Let them see. Father, I pray for Frank Martyr and for his wife Irma right now. I ask Holy Spirit for a divine unction upon them. I believe, God, that now is the time. And God, what you have done, God, you'll finish. Complete the work. Lord, this anointing on their lives, God, to finish the job, Lord God, that we've been called to do as a church. We work together, God, for the building of the kingdom of God. I pray today, Lord, for Brother James Lindsay, for Sister Marla Lindsay right now. 
I ask, Holy One, that you will just put your hedge about them. God, your hand is on them to lead them and guide them in all that they do. Father, I pray that you will just cover them. I pray that, God, you will open doors for them. I pray, God, for the healing power of God to continually flow through their lives. Oh, Lord, that what each of these do, Lord, they do for the glory of God and for the purpose of the building of the kingdom of God. Keep our church. God, I pray, keep our church. Surround us by the power of your word, the Holy Ghost, empowering us to finish what we, God, have been called to do. We ask it now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 You got my microphone? There we go. Brother Lewis, this is the certificate of ordination as an elder in Jubilee Worship Center of the Church of God. I present it to you today. Because I know you already have a Bible, because if you didn't, you wouldn't be here. I want to present each of you, first of all, with a journal. This one's titled Sacred Notes. This one says that God can do all things. As you're in the Word of God every day, those books become very important. Those are where you will write, you will talk about to God. The fresh vision he puts into your life, the things that he does. As you read the word of God, as you're in your prayer time, and you will be able to hold them, and maybe even one day give them to your children so that your children can read of the anointing that God has placed upon your lives and the work that God's called you to do. I also want to present to you the bylaws and the, and the ministry of the church, the ministry of the church of God. Because we fall under the discipline of the church of God and those are important you need them and so I want you to have them so you can learn them as well brother Frank I present you your certificate of ordination as an elder in the church here at Jubilee Worship Center and you too I present to you the sacred notes in which you'll write as the Holy Spirit speaks to your life those notes that come only from God, only you and God, conversations only you and Him have. Things that you, only you'll be, you'll know it, He'll speak to you about as you read His Word. Sister Irma, this one is for you as well. As you open your Bible up, the Holy Spirit speaks to your life. Write the things down, write them down. They're for posterity, yes. Your children will know of them, they'll read of them. You may be long gone, you've never known. But the very things that God speaks to your life, if you write them down, Maybe the very things that can help them to see how the hand of God was upon your life. I too want to give you a copy of our minutes. Those are the bylaws. They break down everything there is to know about the church of God, what we believe, what we stand for, and how we operate the church. Learn them, read them, apply them. They're, 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 they're things that we need to know. And it's the things that we're going to do as we, as we work together for the building of the kingdom of God. Brother Jimmy Lindsay, 
want to present you with your certificate of ordination. I too want to also give you a journal of sacred notes. Again, I cannot stress enough how important that is. To write the things down. The Bible says to write the vision and make it plain so that anyone who runs with it can read it and know it. The things that God speaks to your life, they're in your private prayer time. But one day, one day, those things will come to pass. And you'll see not only the things God does privately, you'll watch him as he does things publicly. And he does it, amen. For you, sister, I want you to understand something, Sister Marla. It's very important as a woman of the word, write things down. Take those things that you learn from scripture. Let them speak to you. There'll be days in your life when the Holy Spirit will say something to you and it won't make sense. A year or two will go by, you'll reopen that book and you'll read things that you wrote down, the Holy Spirit said, and you'll say, wow, look what the Lord did. Because the things that he does, he brings to pass. And I want you to know that. And I believe God will use you in it. I want to present to you again the minutes of the church of God. These are the bylaws of the church. Those are the things that we follow as a church organization, as, a, as, as Jubilee Worship Center. From there, it outlines from Scripture how we treat the congregation, all the different areas of ministry, all the things that go on, and all of that becomes an important part of what we do on the business side of the church. But today, it's all about the spiritual side. See, I don't know of anything greater than what God is doing in your lives right now. How he moves, how he lifts up. The Bible says that it's the Lord that raises up. It's not man. We didn't do this. The Lord did this. Amen. And so we re rejoice in the Lord today. Amen. And we give honor and praise to him. Would you give God praise? Amen. 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 Bless you, my brother. Bless you, my sister. We love you. Appreciate you. Amen. Bless you, my sister. Appreciate you. Bless you, my brother. Amen. Amen. Bless you, my brother. Bless you, my sister. Amen. Give the Lord another praise, would you? Amen. These are your elders and their wives. They are the ones that lead us spiritually. May the Lord just continue to bless them, multiply their lives. God, watch over them and all that they do. As we move along this way after service, I don't know where the echo's coming from, but I feel like I'm in an echo chamber. Let them know how much you appreciate them, would you? And love them. And let, congratulate them as they go. Amen. Today, God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.